Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Deuce. Season 1, Episode 4 is called I See Money. Full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, we're actually halfway through the season now, which is insane. It really doesn't feel like it. Oh, damn, I forgot this was only eight. Yeah, it's only eight episodes. We're, we're why, why, why did you ruin it for me? I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, but the, the facts are the facts. What can I say? Uh, so, I, I think I think we'll start with Candy this week, because obviously we typically go character by character, more or less, uh, depending on how the, the, the plot of the episode was kind of wrapped up. And obviously we've talked a lot about Candy in the last few episodes and how she's thinking like a business person and she's, she's seeing the opportunities to make more money. I think her stuff typically is some of the strongest in the episodes and here I think it's also true, but it doesn't focus on the same thing this time. It actually, instead of going down the more business route of like, okay, she's seeing how money could be made, she's seeing what the, the options are and so on and so forth, this was more... The other side of it is why she wants out of this life and why she should be out of this life at this point. It was very much that side of the the debate. Yeah, in, instead of looking at you know that was all the business stuff. This was looking just looking at her as a person. Yeah, uh, and it was there was like just repeated like scenes showing that she is sick of this life. That she mm. she is outgrown this. She is too old for this shit to uh, uh, borrow a little weapon line. You know, like it just but it, it kind of yeah. had that feeling of it. The opening scene, she she's you know it's it's raining, uh, her and Laurie are standing there and they're like okay, there's no one coming out tonight. It's just wet. Like it's like you know go to the movie theater and do those like sort of quick jobs, uh, which Laurie's been told not to do by CC, but she's like oh, you know it's better than nothing. Better than nothing, and you know she she goes into the the, the theater, you know the, the porn theater, and the, the guys are all watching. This guy comes up to her. She's standing at the back. Oh hey, do you, do you like movies? And there's this great moment where Maggie Gyllenhaal like, goes from being just kind of depressed looking to putting on the game face, as it were, mm. and like, yeah, I sure do, I love them, or whatever she says. Um, and, you know, it cuts to, like, the guy's watching the movie, and she, she's, you know, giving him a blowjob in the seat, and it's going along as you'd expect it, and then this rat crawls on her arm and up her back, and she eventually notices it and, like, shrieks and, like, screams, and she, she actually, I think she, uh, like, Headbutts she, the guy uh, as she gets up. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was more. Maybe she hit him. You know, she was like trying to get the rat off her. No, I think see when she puts her head up the first time when she like shrieks, uh, freaks out. I think I think the back of her head like clocks him in the chin. Uh, yeah. But it, was it like, all happened so fast as well. Once she noticed it, it suddenly she just moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just oh, damn. I mean, because at first I'm like, did she just not care? I'm like, no, oh, no, she's just not felt it yet. <laughs> she's yeah. just not noticed there's a rat on her. But like the the whole thing is just horrific. It's like yeah, you kind of need to get out of this life, but. It's set up, or it concludes perfectly. She goes back out, and she's, she's ran out into the sort of the foyer of the theater, and this other guy comes up to her. She's still sort of like catching her breath after the, the you know the freak out moment, and this guy comes up and says the exact same thing the other guy did. Oh, do you uh, do you like movies then? And the the theme music kicks in as she turns and just gives him the death stare, like keep walking, buddy, or I will cut it off. I am not That's in brilliant. the mood. Uh, and it's just it's this perfect encapsulation of. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I need to get out of this life. I just, just, I'm just, I'm yeah. done with this. Yeah, it's a really much. obvious way to open the episode. It's like, okay, this is what this one's about. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it kind of just repeats it because she, she's at the bar later on, and she's, she's still kind of, you know, not in a great mood. But this, this guy sort of notices her, slinks over, 
and is like, and I'm, I'm saving the, the non-prostitute stuff for, I know I've skipped another thing with her, but I'll, I'll take it in two sort of parts. This guy slips up next to her and is like, hey, are you in the mood for a date? And again, same thing, the face changes, it's like, at first she's like in a really shitty mood, she's not happy about anything, and then she puts on the face and is like, yeah, I'll make some money. And it's like, again... She's, she's a professional. But I think the point is that this is the second time in this episode where she's had to force the, the face, like the, the yeah. sales face, as, as it were. Uh, she has to put on the act. Uh, and you can tell it's taken a lot out of her. Uh, but this, this guy dies mid-blowjob. Uh, this is what it's actually... You know, I, I saw it coming when he was walking as, as, the yeah, stairs. stairs. He, he's like, I'm like, he's having a heart attack or something like that. Yeah, but the thing is, I saw it coming, but I thought it would be during actual sex. You know, because the idea that he's, you know, he's, he's strenuous and it would be. Yeah, yeah. But he's literally just sitting I think, there. I think it's funnier this way, though. It is funnier. It is funnier. Uh, also, and, and, and I, I was thinking, oh, it'll be like a really big heart attack. It'll be really obvious. Again, I think it's funnier. That it just, it just kind of happens. Yeah, he just kind of lies back as if he's enjoying it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's kind of the same with, with, you know, as the rat where. It's there, but she doesn't notice at first, and then there's a moment where suddenly, mm. oh, okay, she's noticed. She's noticing the life she's in is not, yeah, not very good. Yeah, it's, it's kind of this thing where, over the years, she she thinks this is okay. She's kind of accepted this as a life, but now she's starting to notice. Hey, I'm like middle aged now, and yeah, like, it's that this it's this sudden realization, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So again, it's just another like the rat. This just other horrific situation she shouldn't be going through. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it is kind of dark that she was probably sucking a little bit past the the point of death yeah definitely yeah because she yes i think it, it makes a point in the scene to show that she's still holding it like as she yeah. asks if he's okay because it just adds this extra layer of realism to the oh he's just died in the middle of this yeah definitely uh but yeah and at least the the, the, the closing scene because it, it actually bookends the episode very nicely because the, the closing scenes in the diner that we keep going back to where they all hang out and they're all cracking jokes. Everyone's heard about it because she, you know, she went and got a police officer. She didn't just run away. She, she, you know, she made made a point of calling it, and she's not, you know. Yeah, I mean, even as soon as she comes out, and you know, there's there's the the pimp there, and she's like, you know, I think someone's just died in there, and you know, it's like even that would be enough to go, okay, this is going to get around. Yeah, but everyone's talking about it. all all the pimps we know are all like sort of like just, and they're not necessarily disguising it. They're not like talking quietly. They're just like. Oh yeah, I heard she she held a killed killed a guy uh, while she was sucking. Oh, she'll she'll be beating the customers off. Uh, pardon the pun. Uh, you know, after the, that gets around, like you know, the idea that it's so good that she killed someone. Yeah. Uh, and they're all sort of cracking a joke, and then one of them starts a round of applause as she's getting up, and the entire cafe. And you know, Frankie's there. Frankie's there with the new bodyguards, and they, they're yeah. clapping. Everyone's they've all heard it, and they're all clapping as she walks out. And it's just kind of this final thing, like, yeah, she's like, yeah, F you all. Uh, but she's smiling as she does it, but you can kind of see behind the smile, yeah, I kind of want out of this. this is, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, definitely. Like, her walking out, like, because that, that cafe diner has been, you know, so symbolic of that's the home of the pimps. Mm, the hub. That's Yeah. And her choosing to walk out on it, you know, what is, like, it's almost like a high point from their point of view. It's like, look how good you are at this. It, it, it's almost like that and then she's just like no I'm leaving it behind even though it's like yeah she could keep doing this but she doesn't want to yeah I mean I don't know if necessarily she has actively made the choice yet but thematically and symbolically yeah. for us she is going down that path like that's that's where Definitely. we're going here even if she still stars in the movie she's going to make it's still going to be different to turning tricks uh, yeah. 
every night. She's definitely wanting on this path. Uh, so, but obviously we're not done with Candy. There's a whole other plotline with her here. Which obviously, as much as it's separate, it ties in heavily to, like, the prostitute stuff in this episode was all about how horrific this is. The other stuff was showing how it's kind of broke her as a normal person and how she's not mm. actually physically able to do normal things. Uh, she's at she's at a music store and she's uh, actually, did you ever see why she was actually in there? I can't remember. Not that it really matters, but uh, no, because so. the guy thinks she's buying something for his, her kid, uh, but she she then lies about it and says she doesn't have any kids later on. But yeah, uh, that, that's kind of what he assumes at first, but she never actually says why she's in there. Uh, it might be true though. It may it be true just be that she is buying something. For yeah, the kid. or or maybe she just wants a, an album. She's actually just okay. shopping for music. It could just be that. Yeah, uh, no reason why not. But. This guy notices her and he sort of... Because uh, she plays the harmonic, a little harmonica that's kicking around. And he, he notices her and he starts... And it's a very normal, friendly sort of flirt. It's just kind of like, oh, you seem nice. Uh, you know, yeah. Small talk about the, the record and he's got a son and he's divorced. Which, I actually really like that. He very subtly mentions that, oh, he lives with his mum. I don't see him much. It's like, ah, oh, let her know you're divorced. Very yeah, wise. Well, well played. Immediately, I'm single. Without just, you know, making it too obvious. Yeah. Uh... But he's basically, yeah, he's basically just being polite, and he's, he's, she's kind of uncomfortable, and he asks for a number, and that's where the scene cuts. But we find out later because she's at home, and she plays the, 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 you know, the answering machine, which, which he mentions is new. Oh, it's one of those new machines, which I never, yeah. I wouldn't even have thought about, but I guess it was probably when they were all new. Makes sense, doesn't it? Um, and he's just like, oh, hey, I'm the guy from the store, blah 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 blah. Uh, let's go out for you know a drink or coffee, whatever you want, and. This scene takes place in between two of the other ones. Like it's right before she goes out and like kills the guy. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're going back and forth, and it's like she's clearly tempted by this normal offer. Uh, and yeah. when we come back to our apartment later on, she's listening to the tape over and over again. It was actually kind of really disorienting because it every time it cut, it cut to a different part of the tape, and it started to feel really like hard to tell. Like because yeah, yeah. the first time it did it, I thought there was a mistake in the edit. But no, it was actually and, jumping and then through you time. Got, no, it's just the yeah. idea that this is a loop and yeah. we're just checking in. We don't need to hear the start of it every time. But she, she's so... And she's like trying different makeup. She's changing her makeup. She's changing her dress. She's changing what she's wearing. She's going over and over. You get the sense that she's not actually been on a normal date with a guy in years, maybe over a decade yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that. This has just not been a part of her life and she doesn't know how to do it. Uh and the day itself is extremely awkward. <laughs> oh boy, she does not know what she's doing anymore, does she? Well, she doesn't. But the one, of the, one the most interesting part for me that scene was he he's honest. He because she asked him why the why he's divorced. We know what happened, and he's like, oh, "I'm just going to fess up. You know, I I had an affair with someone I worked with." And I almost like thought like because this is before he asked her questions. And I got the impression that she kind of bottled up a little bit after hearing that, almost like, oh, he's not—he's not someone you know going out for a, you know a prostitute, but he's still kind of a dick. Like I, I, I kind of get the, the feeling that as soon as he she, he said that, it's like, oh, they're really all the same. You know, they're different. You know, different circumstances. Oh, yeah. Okay, but, that's what you're saying. Uh, but I think her opinion of him might have dipped during there. I, I mean, it, it definitely did a bit because he yeah. even acknowledges that, doesn't he? Yeah. Because uh, because then he starts asking questions and she she doesn't tell him that she's got a son she outright lies and says she doesn't yeah no kids uh, never married but I, th- I think the big thing uh, for me was that she told him his real name in the music store when when yeah. he asked her what her name was she didn't say candy she said the real name and I thought that was maybe the first sign that she was interested you know obviously we had to I mean the obsessively yeah. listening to the the answering tape 
later was the Confirm big hint. That. Yeah. yeah, but that that was the sign that she actually was uh, interested. That she she gave him the real name. Um, although as awkward as the dinner was, uh, I don't know if it's as awkward as the the kiss at the <laughs> the end after the dinner. Yeah, she she really doesn't know how this is supposed to go, does she? Again, well, it's like this is the thing we we saw with the kid in like episode one or two. She doesn't kiss the the Johns. That's just because she says no, we don't do that. And she almost yeah. did that exact thing in that scene where she says no, 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 no. And it was like that's just what you do. That's what you do with the guys. That the, yeah, that's it. She yeah. she almost feels like she's just out on a job here. Yeah, like it's just habit. It's like okay, I'm a guy. This is just part of the job. She doesn't know what to do. But then she kind of realizes that and then goes in for the kiss. And then the kiss itself is one of the most awkwardly filmed kisses uh, I think yep. I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, you just sort of see the tongue going, but it's not really making contact with anything. And then he sort of goes in a bit more, and it just the whole thing is very, mm. very awkward. And then, then she kind of like walks in away from him without saying anything. Again, just capping off the awkward, awkward scene. Yeah, it's like, okay, we're done here. And I think it's very interesting that she waits until he goes and then she walks back out with her wig to go and work. Yeah, I think mean, it's like it, I think she hasn't decided yet whether she's going to you know see him again. Mm. But it's it, just in case it's like all right, I'm gonna wait till he's gone, so he doesn't see me like this. In case she decides that okay, I'm gonna go out again. Maybe maybe I'll get the truth at some point, but not here, not like this. I think for me, I just the absurdity of it, or the idea that she's just got back from a date and then she waits however long and goes back yeah. out to work as a prostitute. It's just such a a yeah. weird life yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, do you think she's trying to make it like detach herself from the date like she's like oh that was awkward I, I, you know m- maybe that wasn't too great I should just get focus on work almost or I'd maybe say more specifically focus on what she knows like you know that didn't go yeah. very well but I'm good at this yeah, um, yeah, that al- almost in the way that someone tries to talk themselves out of doing something even though it's the right thing to do like oh you should uh, try try this new job. Oh, it's not really for me. I don't like it. You, you try and talk yourself out of it because it's scary. Mm. Because change is yeah. scary. Even if she is sick of her, her current life uh, and she wants to be a better mother and she wants to do all these things, uh, you really get the sense that it's, it's conflicting. But I, I think the, the clapping scene at the end is kind of the, the capper on it here in this episode where it's like, yeah, I want out of this. <laughs> it's, it's it because she's wanted to go in, in you know, baby steps. Like, you know, yeah, she wants to move out of prostitution into porn, but it's still like, the same industry mostly it's like yeah she wants to move to the camera and she wants to do the technical things but she's still looking at it from the perspective of what she knows she's yeah. not looking at it in terms of you know wider filmmaking not really yeah but i mean honestly it's not a bad a bad route for her to go down to, to no, like try and, you know uh I, I wouldn't surprise me if a lot of porn stars end up like directing porn later in their life when they get a bit older and it's like, okay i'm not a performer anymore but i'll yeah they they, they do the same as the, the tv stars yeah yeah it's just weird uh, on the long running shows it's like i'm, I'm gonna direct some <laughs> yeah yeah uh so yeah i think candy stuff is the most fascinating from a character perspective like i think it's very clear what's going through her head at all times and i really feel like i'm getting the the uh the struggle within uh, as she's yeah. as she's doing this stuff, so uh, exceptionally exceptionally strong stuff. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll talk about the bar uh, and the characters. It encompasses pretty much everything else. For, yeah, for More the most part. Yeah, it's it's this one's almost harder to talk about because so much of it kind of. 
it's yeah Approaches instead of having all these separate th strands we've kind of got two main sections really like we've got you know candy and then the bar yeah that, that was pretty much and obviously it, it ballooned out of that in some ways uh you know like we went to the yeah. work site because we had this new problem where all the workmen were saying, nah, you know what, we don't want this 5% cut so we can get our cash on a Friday. I'll just wait till Monday and cast the check. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Um, and Smart Yeah, and, and Rudy takes his men to go and beat up the guy who had that idea. <laughs> yep. Uh, to make a whole show, which Bobby's not happy about. Uh, and it's maybe the first sign for Vincent that there's a bit more danger here than maybe he first thought. Cause yeah. I, it's, it's, it's when he comes out the bar after the, the, the long night of work and and Mike's like, oh, do you want me to hang around? And he's like, no, it's fine, I'll be, I'll be okay. But he comes up those, because obviously the bar's down the stairs, you know, kind of like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like Cheers or whatever, so you know, down a little set of stairs. And as he's walking up, you see his POV almost of the car, and it's Rudy sitting in the car with with his uh, right-hand man, and it's yeah. probably the first time they've been legitimately intimidating. Even though I don't think they had any real beef with him at this point, I was like, oh, I can see this developing. Yeah, it, it was like, cause obviously when when Bobby comes in, he's like, hey, you know, I'm not happy about this. Uh, and Vincent's kind of like, yeah, well, it's, it's Frankie's fault. I kind of had no choice. This is this was the situation. Mm. And he, he kind of brushes it off. It's like, okay, it is what it is. But yeah. then it gets to this bit. He's like, and, and you can kind of see it go through his head. It's like, no, he, he doesn't have the, a choice in this anymore. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, that, that kind of goes back to, because uh, we, we spoke a lot about the last couple of weeks about how, he's, how Rudy's kind of his pimp and he's the yeah. his girl that really like they actually almost hitting that directly in this episode at one point when he's he's handed over the money for the week from the bar and he's like oh man you're like you're the first guy I've ever met the first bartender who's never skimmed a little for himself you've got such a good work ethic me and you this relationship it's like finding like the biggest boob girl and the best ass like he compares yeah. them to a woman and they, yeah. you know, they, they joke about it. He says, oh, you saying you're, you're falling in love with me? He's like, hey, hey, something like that. And it's just a joke, but it's just funny that it, it ties in directly to the way we were comparing it to the prostitution the last couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, it's like a little hint, just that, like, like it's uh, if you're not thinking of that, it's like, here, let's set your mind on the track. Ex yeah, exactly. Um, and that's the thing, like, even though that scene later on when he comes out and they're in the car and it's very intimidating, uh, it's not like he's even pissed at him because he takes them to this new location this uh it, it's intimidating in the sense that he doesn't have any choice he's not yeah. no control but he's still friendly he's still like hey i want you to do yeah. this he's like after yeah i've got bigger plans for you i want you to run more things i want you to get this place up and running uh yeah. and whatever he's it, it's, he's planning again, so. again to go back to the prostitute stuff it's like hey you're raking in the cash you're, you've done great on those uh those tunnel trips now let's uh let's throw you onto some regulars <laughs> kind of actually very similar. And actually, it wouldn't surprise me if this location, this new place that he's going to help work up, run perhaps, whatever, uh, if that becomes kind of a main location for season two. Like, you know, maybe by the end of this season we'll yeah. get the, you know, the opening, or maybe that'll happen in season two or whatever, but uh, I can see it becoming a new main hub for a lot of the characters. Kind of the way the bar has uh, yeah. already in this season. Um, but no, it's, so obviously that stuff's ticking over and that's, that's building to a lot of things. Um, obviously, just sticking with Vincent, him and Abby finally have a have a. There's some flirting going on throughout the episode. Then they eventually have their the whole thing, uh, and I think I think again, kind of stating to the audience that Abby's different from all the other, uh, you know, all the prostitutes is that she make she even tells Vincent just before because he, he kind of makes a move, uh, not not physically, but he just kind of makes a move in the sense that he's like, oh let's have a drink, and she's like nah I don't really want one, 
And he's like, oh, I thought I was getting a vibe, but maybe I was wrong. It's like, oh, didn't say I wasn't interested. And she steps in and says, I'm in control of this situation, which is the complete opposite of every other girl or every yeah. other woman in the show. Do you know, I, I was a little bit surprised that she didn't just say the line. You know, it's like I said, I, I just said I didn't want to drink. Mm. Yeah, you know, like, like play it up. Because that's, that's kind of what the implication was when she was saying, I didn't say I wasn't interested. Just didn't yeah, want to drink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they, they have sex right there on the pool table. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All very happy. So he gets a kind of happy ending. I, I just want my final point I'd like to make actually just on the, the Vince and stuff. Uh, going back to that scene where he's leaving in the morning and the car's there and it's intimidating. I liked how that uh, juxtaposed the, uh, the end in the last episode. Remember when the end of the last episode it ended again at the end of the night shift of the bar. He's getting up up the stairs and it's dawn and the music kicks in. He's all triumphant. He's, you know, he's flirting with Abby and he walks off like he's the biggest man in the world. But yeah. this time, end of the shift, he's coming out, he sees that car and he feels so small. Didn't take long, did it? It didn't take long. No, it was one episode. It was exactly one yeah. episode. But, and it doesn't feel like that much time's passed. No, no. Um, the bar's running, but it's, and you know, the, the regulars are there, like, you know, the people that we expect to be. But it doesn't feel like it's been going too long. Which and it can't have been because obviously like the cops are still, you know, they're testing the limits of of their you know no pickups in this area. Oh, do you want to transition to that? Very very well. Actually, just before we go, we should mention that uh, Frankie wins some ga- you know, some poker. He, he wins some money, and Vincent uh, rats them in to Rudy, and they come and collect his debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frankie's not very happy about it. Which, uh, and and that has another nice tie into the cops with the watches. It does, yeah. It does, yeah. It's a fake watch. Rolex. <laughs> I like how none of them notice, though. Yeah. It's just, yeah, he, he just noticed it and he's like, yeah, it says Rolex and gives him it back. He's <laughs> like, I don't want, want to know. <laughs> then Frankie's just pissed. So, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll go to the cops, actually. I thought it was very interesting because you know, we had them. Um, well, not, not both of them. Obviously, you have. I'm forgetting the names. There's still too many names in this. Flanagan. Uh, Flanagan and Alston. Alston's the main one we want to talk about. Uh, Alston is like. He wants to test it. He's like, I want to see how real this this uh, no go order is on these streets. I want to actually test it. So they, they arrest this guy for uh, peddling what <laughs> the watches, and they bring him in. And sure enough, both these direct superior and like you know mul- multiple superiors say, "No, nah, let them loose. Like this is not yeah. nothing like that from those streets." Yeah, sure, someone's getting murdered by step in, but this is not where you farm your your regular arrests. Uh, but I like the idea that he's 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 pushing because it, it's almost like how. On the other side of things, Abby is testing, like, you know, I'm just going to be one of these prostitutes and be the eye candy. I'm going to be more than that. I'm going to push the boundaries. I'm going to take control. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, similarly, Alston's saying, yeah, I'm not just going to accept that, like, I'm not supposed to do this. Like, why am I not supposed to do this? Why none of this is working? Uh, and that yeah. goes a little bit further with him when he meets the, the reporter later on in the episode. Yeah, and he kind of wants to see how far up it goes as well. So he's mm-hmm. like, okay... Is it is it for real? Is is this actually being enforced? Is that you know? It's not just why. It's it's who and you know like how high in command is this gone? Yeah, because because it, it, it then like again it brings the police down into some of the the themes that the other plots are going through where they're being controlled. Like these cops are kind of like the prostitutes to their pimps who are in command. Yeah. It's like and, and you gotta notice obviously that money is the key to all of this. It's the the, mm. the key to all of these relationships is is who's giving who the money. Yeah, that's all of it. Uh, so, they, so they end up. It's actually not them. It's it's a Karate Kid and his partner who uh, do mm. the, the you know the the wagon and bring in a bunch of girls. And the reporter happens to be there, and she gets taken in with the rest of them. But as soon as she walks in the police station, Alison's looking over and going, 
she doesn't look like a prostitute. <laughs> she, she just dressed completely differently. Yeah, uh, and then they end up talking. He, he sort of takes her, it takes her away from the the lineup, and is like, hey, "Like you're free to go. It's not you're obviously not one of them. Uh, what are you doing? Who are you? So oh, I write for the Washington. Blah 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 blah. Uh, I'm doing an article on prostitution, and she asks for his number. Because well, they have a little heart to heart. Well, not heart to heart, but she she brings up that she's looking, she's trying to figure out the system and the way it works. And he sort of has this little joke, like, "Yeah, I've been doing this for years, and I still don't have a clue. Like, you know, why why it is the way it is." Uh, but again, the idea that both him and her want to test things and want to prod yeah. and you know, see why things are the way they are. Uh, but she asks for his number, and he's, just, he's you know he thinks it's his badge number, but it's actually his phone number. And he shows up for a date later on, and he's, he's all dressed all fancy. He's got a nice nice yeah, jacket nice, on, nice little suit on. He's, he's all excited. She comes in, and he's like, "Oh, we're going to stay here and watch this this prostitute in the red dress and see what she's up to." He's like, "I thought we were going for dinner. Oh, I brought you a burger." <laughs> it's a stakeout. She invited him to a stakeout without him knowing. Yeah, yep. it's uh, it, it, again, it was kind of awkward, but in a in a funny way this time. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah, this was more funny. This I actually see them growing to like each other a lot. A lot maybe. Yeah, he, he looked proper disappointed though. Like you know, when he, he was looking down at his bow, he was like, "Oh damn, I thought I, was, I thought I was getting getting somewhere." And even the fact that he's like, "There's only one burger," it's like, "Oh, I'll just have some fries." It's like. No, you have a burger too. Oh, I'll, I'll admit, maybe this is the greedy bastard in me. But when he first said there's only one burger, I'm like, "What you want it too?" Yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't mean to. Uh, you know, when she goes, oh, "I'll just have some fries," uh, it, it, it just turn around and go, "Well, then you should have ordered yourself some fries, shouldn't you?" <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm curious to see where that goes though, because this, this is two characters who have never spoke before, and then all of a sudden we're thrown into this mix where now Alston himself, like up until this point, he's kind of he seems like the honest cop, but. Up until this point, I wasn't really sure. Okay, where's he going as a plot line? Where's his character going? And now it's like, okay, I get it. They're going to be together. They're going to like poke at the, you know, yeah, pull at the threads from, from the opposite angles. Pull at the threads of what's going on, and uh, that, that that could be a fascinating turn of events. So that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Jump back to the bar. Actually, before I mention Vincent, there's a there's a fight that breaks out in the bar, yes. which this kind of falls off in the cops actually. So. That, that, works nicely look at that we are, we are yeah. mastering these segues tonight yeah completely completely intentional yeah yeah it'd be so much better if we weren't pointing them out every time yeah so yeah this fight breaks out and it turns out one of the people fighting is actually a cop he pulls out the badge mm. and gets vince not to interfere and then this like you know superior comes in and what a prick uh he's extorting money like it's basically like gang protection money i'll oh, give us 250 a week and we'll make sure this doesn't happen and he's like, you just brought like $300 worth of furniture and now you're wanting more money out of me? Like, quite rightly, he's miffed. And he's not happy about it. Uh, uh, but again, this reminded me of the whole idea that he's a prostitute now. He's like, he's paying his pimp. This is not his pimp, but he's almost like he's got a, a second pimp that, yeah. that gets a little bit no, of money. Yeah, it is. Skimming off the top. Yeah. So, so so that's a thing. Uh, but because but, of but this... I, just, I, just, I oh. just want to point out how much of a smarmy prick this guy is. Oh yeah, because like, he, he asked for the like bourbon. The, he might be the most unlikable character in the show. I was just saying something. It, it, it is. You know, we got like pimps slicing girls that uh, still at least have a semblance of, oh, he's likable in a certain point. Whereas this guy is just a prick. Yeah, CC's an awful person, but he's at least, he's nice to talk to people. He's got public. some charisma. Yeah, he just does it to talk to people. I mean, he's an awful person, but he knows how to, uh, you know, just have decorum about him. Yeah. But anyway, because of this, Vincent goes to get a gun, and it's actually someone that Mike's recommended, 
and Vincent has no idea what to do with guns. He doesn't know what they are. You know, he picks the lady gun uh, as the guy points yep. out, uh, and he's like, you know, you don't really need a gun. You need a gun man. And he ends up hiring this guy. So now Mike and his buddy who are selling the guns are both hired to protect the place. Mm. So, uh, you know, fun. Uh, there was some fun stuff, though, because Bobby was there. He was upset about the whole the whole beating up the, the worker thing. And, uh, the, you know, the, the Mike's friend is like, oh, I've only, I've only been on the job for an hour. I'm already going to have to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. My, Mike's friend might be the, the most laid-back person ever. He is pretty laid back, actually. Because yeah. he's like, oh, you know, what's your name? It's like, oh, Frankie. It's like, oh, two Frankies. That could be confusing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's can, a... can I call you Black Frankie? It's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever works. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's now Black Frankie, which yeah. uh, feels weird to say. Like, but that's, the... that's his name. That's what, that, that's what the show is giving us. That's, that's what the show's calling him, so we'll use it. But it, it, it feels weird to say. Uh, yeah. I, I, I typically go out of my way to avoid using that as a single descriptor of a person. For obvious reasons. Yeah, but until the show gives us something better to call him. Because we can't just call him Mike's friend. It feels less offensive. <laughs> it feels less offensive, but... Frankie too. I don't know. Number them. <laughs> that's, that's my go-to. The other one. <laughs> well, we had the Frankie first, so this one is Frankie too. It's just natural. Nice yeah. and easy. No, that's fair. Or, or you call him Frankie and you call uh, Vincent's brother... Uh, Frankie Franco. <laughs> Frankie Franco. That's my. That's you can just my. Call him Franco. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can just call him Franco. That's good. Yeah, but then you think you're talking about Vincent as well. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, see, there's too many, too many problems with this. Maybe we should just stick to Black Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> they gave it to us for a reason. All right. So we're to next. Let's talk a little bit about Darlene and uh, Dar- Darlene and Abby having a little moment. Uh, well, a couple of moments, but they have, they have one in the bathroom. Where uh, Abby just broke her shoe in, in the fight, and you know Darlene's actually quite good at fixing this. She you know pulls out a pin and she fixes her buckle. Yeah, because it, she's not had that much money, so she's you know been used to. It's obviously this idea that Abby she was she's from a well-off place. You know, yeah, yeah, she's never had to be like this. Darlene makes the dig, oh, you just buy a new shoe when this happens. But I, I think it also shows that Darlene's actually quite smart. Like she she knows, but she she knows a lot of things. She knows how to fix things. She knows yeah. like, um, and. They have this little heart to heart where, she, where Abby, because she genuinely likes Darlene, like she seems to be becoming friends with her, where she then asks the question, "Why do you do this? Why, why are you a prostitute?" She asks that because it's almost like it bothers Abby that she is this, and yeah. she doesn't understand why she's she is this way when she can see, you know, she's someone that she respects is in there, and you know, she doesn't really give an answer, but she's you know, Abby asks about her family, and she's like, "Oh, I've got one aunt who was good to me back home." And, you know, I'm not going back there. She's not going to send me money for a ticket or anything like that. Uh, but later, but she, she kind of offends her a little bit because Darlene kind of walks out, you know, in a bit more of a cold shoulder kind of vibe. She's not really happy with where the line of conversations went. But later, Abby, when she's giving her, serving her a drink at the bar, she hands her a book. And at first, this is just a nice gesture in the first place because we know that she likes to read. And Yeah, and, and it's kind of like this, there's this mutually beneficial relationship where, you mm. know, Hey, I, I'm I'm helping you with the the books and stuff because I, you know, she know Abby knows that stuff. That's what she was at college for. Mm. And darling, you know, she helped out with the shoes. It's like, okay, here I'll, I'll pay you back one for one. It you is. Know, it's help also, each other out. It's also an olive branch. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, I know I, I kind of upset you. Here, here's something. Yeah. But... And of course, it's what they first bonded over as well. You know, yeah. she was there reading the book. So it works on multiple levels. But she opens the book up and there's a ticket. There's like a bus ticket or a plane ticket. I, I didn't notice which type, but there's a ticket to yeah. to her home to go home, and. 
best part, and this may actually, even though I love the, the, the candy stuff the most in terms of overall plot, this may have had my favourite moment in the mm-hmm. in the episode because Larry's behind her and he's looking over and he's like, hey, Darlene, come here. And Darlene, you know, plays it cool. She says thanks, you know, and, and it's, you know, her back's to, to Larry so he can't see what she's saying. She's, he's not seen the ticket or anything like that. And she puts the book in the bag and she walks over to him, but uh, Abby makes a point and says, here's, here's a drink. And she goes off with her, her glass of wine or whatever it is. And as soon as she gets over to Larry, Abby's still looking. Larry takes the glass of wine off of her and drinks it himself as he's looking at Abby. And it's just this perfect little visual moment of, no, this is mine. Drink. Yeah, it's, it's, That's all it is. A- a- anything that she has is mine. It, it's, it's beautiful in its simplicity of the message. It really is, yeah. Uh, and it's 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 so intentionally done as well. He looks right at her and goes, "No, I want you to know that this is what's going on here." Mm. There's no, there's no, just you know, some of this stuff's just for the audience when we see these things, but this one was no. This is to you. You look at this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's jump over. There was a there's a couple of characters who we've seen before, but they got a bit more light in this one. Uh, we should mention Shay, who's the the Kim director character. She's one of the process. She, she when Abby was in the bathroom, she was just casually shooting up in the in the stall behind her. It was just so casually yeah. in the background. You just, you know you could have not noticed it maybe if you weren't really kind of paying attention. Mm. Uh, but we had these two other characters. Uh, one of whom because I put so many names in this show, it's hard to like when they give me a new character that I'm not familiar with. It's hard to. Uh, okay, one of them's called Melissa. Uh, the longer hair one's Melissa, and then there's one with shorter hair. Uh, that's the best I've got for you right now. But they, they are uh, like one of them's getting into trouble with by our pimp in the in the diner uh, for not making as much money. Uh, I think it is Melissa specifically, and I think it's Larry as well. It's Larry she's talking to, and he's pissed because it's like it, it, she's late. There's not as much money, and she's like, "I'm on my period." You know, guys don't really want to go down there. And he gets pissed off about that. And he's like, "Well, suck more then." You know, that's his response. He's like, "Well, make it work. You know, do something else." Mm. And uh, Thunder Thighs, which also feels offensive to call that, but that's just again, that's the name they've given us. Thunder Thighs is sitting there uh, along with uh, the other girl, uh, the short-haired girl, and they basically have this conversation at the table about the periods and about tampons, and they start talking. And Thunder Thighs starts talking about, oh, you know, you can get a sponge and guys can't tell the difference, but, you know, you can also, you can get catch diseases a little bit. It's a little bit riskier and you have to get, like, tongs to pull it out. Oh, that was it. That was the moment when when, when Larry is sick of it because they ask, oh, how'd you get it out? And she goes, oh, I got these needle nose pliers. Yeah. And, and, and Larry just like, is like, nope, that's enough. Yeah, he just he slams his food down. He's like, God damn it, keep it yourself. And he, he goes up to the, the the counter away from them. But then as soon as he does, like, the other girls, the, the girl, you know, Melissa turns around to those and goes, Thanks, guys. It's like yeah. they did it intentionally to weird them out because he was being a dick. It was, yeah. it was a nice little moment. But then we get this little twist there later on. Uh, the other girl's pimp is, is annoyed that she's not back yet at the car. Again, we've seen this. There's a lot of repeating sort of ideas, or not ideas, but like we've seen this the pimps waiting for the girls at the end of the night thing. We've seen that yeah. repeatedly. So it's, it's so ingrained in our heads now. It's part of the daily routine, part of the daily system. But she better be tricking, she better be you know doing her work. And it cuts to uh, the two prostitutes. Melissa and this short-haired girl are together. They're actually having a love scene. It's, it's not a job. It's, it's they're yeah. in a relationship, or at least you know, sexual partners. And it's so different from when we see the, the girls working the jobs. Um, yes, yeah. But I, I don't know. It was just a neat little twist that two of the girls are actually have feelings for each other. It's a really interesting idea. 
Yeah, because it was it was nice before when it was just oh, there's this solidarity between yeah. you know they're, they're, which, they're which sticking is, up for which, each other, which is still true because Thunder Thighs was also in in that. Like it wasn't just yeah. the two and the, the couple, but yeah, and yeah. and and like to play along to that idea of the solidarity, we have the Thunder Thighs and Candy as well later on. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Candy comes over and she's she stole this uh, prostitute who died or whatever, uh, Nikki, her her jacket, yeah. and it was a really nice suede material or whatever, and. Uh, and again, just to go back to Candy stuff, like her putting that on, it was like she's seeing a better life. She's seeing, oh, I could just be walking yeah. around in suede. <laughs> again, simple. Uh, by the way, I love that Thunder Thighs has a, a big tr- set of traffic lights at her window. Oh yeah, to say when she's like, yeah. like when she's working or not. Off, off red, duty. Red, red light and done for the night. Yeah, green. What does amber mean then? Maybe it's more like train lights. You know, the, the <laughs> okay. other train ones that are just red and green. No, I think it was a street traffic light. Maybe she just doesn't use it. But I, I, I'm just curious to think, what would it mean if she put the, the amber one on? It's yeah, like, if you I'll, pay enough. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Only high paying. Or I'll be ready in an hour. Maybe it's like the, okay, I'm, I'll be on duty soon. Yeah, uh, like, getting ready. Yeah, I'm just finishing up my dinner or something. That's, yeah, that's what amber means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, it's a great system. All right, perfect. All right, if you can find a traffic light to put in your window, sure. Who can't? <laughs> all right. Sure. I bet you can buy them. I bet, I bet there's a place that does them. eBay. Well, if nothing else. Well, not, not in the show. Doesn't, he- doesn't help yeah. them, admittedly. 1972 here, come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where was I? Where was it going? Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, we, ha- we had those characters. Again, it's, just, it's fleshing out the world a little bit with some of these other side characters that I'm sure will pop up here or there mm. uh, in other plots. Uh, but speaking of a gay relationship, we also have the barman, whose name I also don't know yet. Unfortunately, but uh, the barman who was already working there when it was a gay club, he he's like in a relationship with this guy. He's a lawyer. He's this you know, yeah, uptight lawyer. He wears fancy suits, and uh, he keeps like turning them down and not wanting to go places in public with them. You know, in case like people who work at his law firm see him, that kind of thing. He's nervous when they're out at dinner, uh, and you know, the bartender keeps asking him, "Hey, was this thing at the weekend? You know, my friend made a, a movie or something. Can we go?" And he's like, "No, no, no." Uh, he, he keeps and it's kind of like it's a big thing for him because he also feels like sort of he feels out of place at the the hi-hat even though he, he likes it he even says to the other guy he likes it but Vincent even sees that he's uh, not in a great place and they, they go out and have a sort of heart to heart out in the steps and yeah and, and it goes to like because obviously you know the guy remember the, the, the time there's a you know there's a reason why the other guy is, is a bit uncomfortable out in public yeah and Vincent's like no no it's cool you know you know, whatever. But if if you're not happy, you gotta gotta sort this out. He's yeah. a very understanding guy, isn't he? Yeah, Vincent's. Uh... Again, it's just it's showing you once again that Vincent's such a good people person. He's, he's good at he's, talking he's to a, everyone. He's a top bloke. <laughs> if you want to put it that way, sure. Uh, but you, you, you get this the sense from him that he, him going through all this rough stuff as well. Uh, it's again challenging things, and like you know, his boyfriend's not ready to challenge along with him. Uh, you kind of feel like this is another big theme of this because this, the they joke is well, I think he brings up that they used to go in marches at this other bar and eventually yeah. they had to stop because you know after a Got few marches hand. yeah uh, so again it's the idea of pushing boundaries and uh, that kind of thing so no, I mean I, even to, to go back a little bit Candy's whole thing uh, last episode with you know like okay I want to be ready for when we can just push this mm. porn here in, in America because it's again we can't do it now but she's she's ready to push that boundary it's like as soon as it's there it's like she just wants to be ready to go yeah yeah uh 
But again, I think I think it's interesting. It's, it took a bit, lot of bit of time in this episode to flesh out. That's I mean I mean that's why I don't know his name yet because he he's been such just a he's the guy in the bar and we've seen yeah, him a couple of times. Yeah, he's been in the background. He's never really done anything up to this point. Yeah, but now we have a little bit of context for him. Now we have a little bit of like, oh, this is who he is. Uh, but no, so yeah. Um, wasn't much else. Uh, Laurie oh. didn't have a whole lot to do. She had a, yeah, no, she had a little bit, didn't she? There was she that. Just... She, had, she had. I mean, she was with Candy at the start, but otherwise, it was basically just that one scene where she came up uh, and Ashley was there, uh, and Cece's there, and he's, he's taking the money off of them. And again, it's just kind of hitting back at that point where Ashley feels that she's the older one who's been phased yeah. out for the new. But Laurie's young... trying to be the upstart. She's coming. It's like, oh, I'll do it. I'll I'll take your job. Yeah, and then Cece's like, no. You'll do your your work. Cece's, or so Cece, Laurie's coming with me for uh, a night in. Like yeah. again, so it's not only it's like no, you have to do your work. She's getting the treats, you know. Yeah. Arguably, you know, whether Laurie sees that as a treat is another thing. But you know, to him, that's the you get to have the night off and come spend it with me. Like to him, that's yeah, him giving course, out yeah. a, a branch. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all she does in this episode. That, that was pretty much it. That, again, it was just it was you know reiterating some things from before uh, that we've already been kind of touching yeah. at. But, it, it really is new kid on the block, isn't it? Yeah, but showing that these things are still going along and all this other stuff. But no, uh, no, I thought this was a, a great, great episode. Yeah, it really was. I, I don't, I don't think there was a single scene that felt wasted. Like everything feels so important. Yeah, the, the the highest pressing of the show is it's so tightly scripted. Yeah, but at the same time, it it, take, it makes use of the fact that it's a full hour per episode because it it lets scenes breathe. It does them in sort of sometimes it won't just spell out what's going on. And it'll do other mm. things. Oh, I actually, just remembered one scene we didn't talk about. Uh, Vincent's wife. Oh yeah. Sh- showing up at the uh, the brother's house, the brother-in-law's house, and basically, you know, conveniently showing up when she knew he'd be there. Uh, you can yeah. tell you can tell the sisters maybe had a hand in setting this up, and they get outside and talk about. She's like, "Oh, well, you know, we can have a, a, a beach day with the kids. We miss you. I miss you." It's like you don't miss me. You you, you miss the idea of being married, but like, you, you set my clothes on fire. So like, that was an accident. Maybe the first time it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great moment. This this episode really had some funny stuff in it, didn't it? It, it did. Yeah, there was, there was some jokes. Uh, you know, Mike's buddy. <laughs> I don't want to say Black Frankie. Uh, he 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 seems pretty funny. Like he's he's got a few good lines. Uh, mm. And then then you have this with the with the wife. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and Frankie, you know, Franco Frankie. He he's typically pretty funny. Uh, and yeah, sort just of the, his whole idea, way. the I- whole idea of him. You know, the, the poker games. Like, hey, don't give him credit. He's not good for it. He's like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm way up. And, and him just walking, I was like, "Oh, you you phoned and paid my debt. That's such a betrayal." <laughs> yeah. As he's walking uh, out, he's like, yeah. "Damn it, I'm all square now, but I could have had cash." <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'll just start winning again tomorrow, and you'll, you know, you'll, you'll be up. It's fine. Your yeah. debts. Most people are happy to get debt off their hands. Right? Uh, yeah, he exactly. Wants, he wants to string it along. He's like, "No, I want this cash on me." So I've, I've got time to deal with this. Don't worry about it. But Vincent's smart enough to uh, outplay him. And be mm. sensible is basically the thing. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think I think we're done though. I think I think that's all the plots. Yeah. Look at look at you thinking you're like oh. I am. Are, I'm just double checking. He's missed something important. These these episodes like they're tightly scripted, but they are dense. They fit a lot in. They're dense. I think it's funny because if I have to make one criticism of the show, and it's not really a criticism, it's just its style. 
is that, you know, some other shows I like how focused each episode is in telling its own story, whereas this one, it feels a lot more like not everything's just super serialised and it's just going to continue everything. And obviously yeah. the candy stuff was kind of focused because it was like, no, this is specifically about this thing. Uh, but for, for the most part of this episode, it, it was kind of continuing everything again. The, the thing is, the candy stuff was no more focused than usual. I don't think. I think it's just that she was the mm. only one that really had anything on her own, whereas everyone else converged through the bar. Whereas usually everyone has their own thing, so it felt scattershot. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, was, it was harder to bounce around this one because everything that kind of webbed into each other and did yeah i think uh, i think we knew this time was coming it's only a matter of time until we got just too interconnected to go through everything you know character by character yeah yeah so but no uh really really solid episode i'm still liking everything uh like we say totally scripted extremely well acted uh throughout yeah. uh, which we've praised a lot you know, it's, it's one of the things because I, I think in the first episode we praise how good the acting is and then we mostly never mention it again unless there's like a standout moment because it's, it is one of those things where it, it just it set its standard and unless it dips from that or goes ab- above and beyond there's no yeah. need to really mention it every time because otherwise you just go yep acting's still great yeah same with the directing style uh, i think yeah. you know once you've established it in the first couple of episodes you don't typically mention too much again unless it does something out of the ordinary. Well, it's a good thing out of the ordinary or a bad thing out of the ordinary, but yeah. Uh, but it's, it's worth reminding once in a while that no, no, this actually is definitely that's good at times. Uh, but no, uh, so that has been episode four of the Deuce. Uh, let us know what you think of it in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailedfuzztv. You can do that over there. Um, there is an audio feed for this uh, this re- this review series of The Deuce. Uh, now you can get it on your iTunes and your usual places if you search. Uh, probably just search TV and you'll get everything that we've... You know, we're, we're, just, yeah, we're, te- a... we're testing the waters with a few audio feeds for some of the show reviews uh, to see if anyone likes them that way. Uh, but if, if you do, by all means, uh, give us good ratings and stuff on there as well. Uh, all of it helps. But yeah, so that is us. Thank you once again for watching or listening. Uh, We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?